Okay, Revelation 14, please, in your scripture, your Bible. And verse number 13. Revelation 14, 13, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. May we pray. Heavenly Father, as I bow in your presence, I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for this privilege that we have to meet together again. Thank you, Lord, for the health that you give us and the blessings of life that you send our way. As we study the Word of God, I pray the Holy Spirit would teach us the things we need to know. Help me to bring a message in a way that honor you, and may anybody that's lost come to know you as Savior. And I'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you about home today. You know, home is uh, a blessed thought and some things about it we'd like to talk about. It's been said that everybody needs three homes. You need an earthly home, and you need a church home, and then you need a heavenly home. And I'm glad God is able to provide all three. Uh, you know, I was touched this week by the return of the Abraham Lincoln aircraft carrier there that fought in Iraq there. And they were supposed to have, to have come back a few months ago before all this started in Iraq. And they turned them around. And so they've been, been gone for about 10 months, I think it was. Uh, some of them had, a good number of them had children born during that time that they had never been, a, been able to see. I talking about uh, Ronnie there. I think Ms. Webb told me that uh, uh, that's what happened to him, you know, when he was first born, that uh, Swan was away at, in, in the army. And, and so, uh, but I was touched by, by the reunion of those, uh, of those husbands with their wives and children. And, and it was a blessed thing to watch and the joy and happiness that they went through there. Uh, but God spoke to my heart and let me know about something's going to be even better. And uh, basically impressed on my mind, you think this is something, you just wait. <laughs> There's going to be a greater reunion, and I'll talk about that in a few moments. But uh, my mother-in-law came down yesterday and and uh, she spent several weeks in bed, not able even to get up, and is now able to get around some. Uh, but uh, she's been about the past year with Carolyn's sister. And uh, she said that uh, people are telling her she has a little trailer over in Unicoi, Tennessee. And said, why don't you get rid of that? You're not going to be able to go back home. And, uh, but uh, to her, that's home. She's trying to hang on to it. She can go visit it occasionally. But uh, no place like home, is there? Well, I'm glad there's, a, there's an eternal home that God's prepared for us. And uh, first of all, home is a place of reunion. He said, I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead, which die in the Lord. A place of reunion. You know, the question has been asked, what makes a home out of a house? A lot of, a lot of things could be said about that, but basically, people. You know, a, a, a building, you just have a building, you just have a house if you don't have anybody living in it. And, and uh, so home uh, that is made in a house that comes from a home is a place where there's people. 
Uh, you know, when, when the family is gone and you're at home alone, someone made a movie about that, I think. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing like having people around you. And so it's a place of reunion. Uh, and that's what it's going to be when Jesus comes back. You know, the Bible says in Genesis, talking about Abraham, I was reading about him this week, and, and uh, he, he was 175 year old. We'd think of that as a very long life in this day. Nobody's attained that. I heard where a lady died recently. I think she was 113. But Abraham lived 175 years and he was died. And it makes a, an unusual statement. He said he was gathered into his people. Then Isaac, he died 180. And it says the same thing about him. He was gathered into his people. And so uh, there is a reunion that goes on when the saint of God goes home to be with the Lord. The book of Philippians chapter 1 and uh, page 1258 of Philippians chapter 1 and uh, verse 20. He said, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And then he makes a blessed statement in verse 22, but if I live in the flesh, notice that little word in. You see, life goes on beyond death, beyond the grave. We live in a body just like we're in this building today. And when I get through with the preaching and we get through with the service, you'll leave this building. And that don't mean you quit it, you stop existing. You go right on, don't you? Go on living. Building is a place we come together to meet in. That's what the body is. The body is the house of the soul and spirit. He said, if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose I wot not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. It's not only better, it's a whole lot better. <laughs> and uh, he said, I have a desire. Now Paul had the unique privilege, according to 2 Corinthians 12, to go to heaven and come back. God sent him back because his work was not done. And after that experience, he said, I'd rather be there than here. I have a desire to depart. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. He said, I stay because there's a job to be done. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians 5, page 1233, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1, For we know that every earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. Now, the wonderful thing about the new body, it won't need patching up. It won't need any surgery. You know, we patch this old body up and try to give us a little more time. So he says, uh, if this building's dissolved, then we have a house made, made without hands. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we will be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Paul says we don't, we don't want to die. We don't want to face that. And he says basically 
uh, his desire and my desire, and I was talking to someone recently about this, that, uh, you know, I hope we all go together. And when that, that'll happen when the rapture takes place. Uh, but uh, he says, for now he that hath wrought us for the self same thing as God who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we're always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. For walk by faith, not by sight. We're confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now that's what happens when you die. Absent from the body. You move out of this house into another house. Eternal in the heavens, he says. And absent from the body, present with the Lord. Well, we read about that glorious event in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And he tells us uh, not to sorrow as those that have no hope. But uh, uh, in verse 13 of 1 Thessalonians 4, page 1269. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. If he's going to bring them with him, they have, they have to be there to be brought with him. And he says, if we believe he died and rose again, you get saved by believing that, Romans 10. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are to sleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then these next verses has become my favorite. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. So shall we ever be with the Lord. No more separation. No more sad goodbyes. No more death. Revelation tells us. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Well, it's, it's a place of reunion. Home is a place of reunion. And not only that, but it's a place of rejoicing. Romans, or Revelation rather 14, 13, again says, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. The word blessed in the Bible means happy. Happy. Happy are those who die in the Lord. Happy are those who go to heaven. Now it's sad for us that are left behind. But for those that have made the trip, blessed are they. The Bible said. It's a place of rejoicing and, and a place of joy. You know, home should be a happy place. Some, some people don't have a very happy home. Talking about our earthly physical homes. But it ought to be a place where you can let go of all the troubles and the problems of life. And, and a time of joy and a time of happiness. Uh, heaven's going to be that. I remember Mr. Ollis and Ms. Ollis, they both both in heaven now. But he used to tell me about, uh, about World War II. He lived in Michigan at the time, and uh, he, uh, he, he's talked about the celebration. He said when, they, when the news came that the war was over, he said there was thousands of people in the streets. It was a happy occasion. Uh, it made such an impression upon him, he couldn't get over it. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord, the Bible says. Psalm 115, verse 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. 
It's a precious thing. It's a happy occasion for those that are saved. Well, Philippians 1 there tells, told us that he said, I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. You know, in 2 Timothy 4, the Apostle Paul writes about, uh, about going to be with the Lord. Let me turn there and share that with you. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and uh, verse 6, page 1281. Verse 6 says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, should give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. He looked forward to it. Then we think of Peter there in 2 Peter chapter 1. He talks about his decease. You know, it was Peter who denied the Lord and said, I don't know him, three, not once, but three times until the cock crew. But if you read 2 Peter chapter 1, he talks about death and, and without any fear, without any anxiety about it. He's looking forward to it. So home is a place of reunion a place where the family gets together. And, uh, uh, and uh, we read there in Thessalonians that we'll be, we'll be gathered together. Again, Genesis says they were gathered to their people. And God's gonna put the families together again if the family's saved. You know, there's a sad thought in that. A lot of times all the members of the family are not saved. And I think of what a sad day that would be to have members missing. I hope you're saved. I hope your family's saved. If they're not saved, I hope you'll pray for them, witness to them, and try to get them saved. Home is a place of reunion. It's a place of rejoicing. But it's also a place of rest. The Bible says here in this verse, verse 14, that they may rest from their labors. Now this doesn't mean heaven is a place. I used to think of heaven as, as uh, riding a cloud with a white robe on and playing a harp. Just to be honest with you, that didn't, ever, that didn't appeal to me too much. But then I learned that heaven is a very real place. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you with real streets of gold, walls of jasper and gates of pearl, their eternal home, and a place where there's the water of life and the tree of life, and a place of mountains and streams and, and beauty beyond description. So heaven, we're going to certainly be, be active. We're going to go on living. But he says they can rest from their labors. And uh, you know, home is a place to rest and be refreshed. Uh, you know, you can get so tired and you go home and lay down on that bed and, and get some good rest. It refreshes you and you feel better and able to take on another day. Well, heaven is a place of rest that we will rest from our labors. This is the time that we ought to be working for the Lord. Romans 13, verse 11 and 12, that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of life, of light. So uh, we ought to be serving God now. You know, in contrast to this, the Bible talks about hell 
Look at in Revelation here, chapter 14. And uh, verse nine, and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand. Notice that little word in. This in passing the, I used to think the mark is something they printed on you. But uh, this scripture uh, oh, uh, helps us understand it better. They receive a mark in. Do you realize they've already have the, they already manufactured that little chip, that little computer chip that can be inserted with a needle under your skin? And, they, and I, I think what's going to bring it about is the threat of terror, how to keep up with terrorists that come in this country. They use the, they've been using on pets for years now, and some, some people, they're, they're experimenting with it. Uh, but... Uh, uh, the Bible says that you can't buy or sell without it, without the mark. And that mark is implanted in the right hand or in the forehead. But God says if you receive it, this is what will happen. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out with that mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of holy angels, in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment is sent up forever and ever. And they have no rest, day nor night, to worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Hell is a place of a torment. Hell is a place of fire. Hell is a place of torture. And uh, hell is a place where you can never rest, day nor night. And the worst thing about hell, hell lasts forever. And a person that's lost to that Jesus Christ is one heartbeat away from that place where they'll never be able to rest. Can you imagine? I've been so tired at times, I thought if I don't get some rest, I don't believe I can, I can go on. One reason, there's many reasons why I don't want to go to hell, but one of the reasons is there's no rest there. But in heaven, he says, they will rest from their labors. It's a place where, where there's rest and you don't have to, have to be afraid. Then it's also a place of reward. He said they may rest from the labors and their works do follow them. Their works do follow them. I enjoy gardening. Uh, my wife says I put out too much. <laughs> but I'll tell you, you know, someone says you can, you can buy potatoes cheaper than you can raise them. And that, that's probably so, I guess. Uh, but there's nothing like that fresh produce. I've got a produce man that helps me out here. But there's nothing like those first beans or first that first corn out of that garden. You know, it's, it, just, it just tastes, tastes real good. And you, you re, you're reaping the benefits of your labors. They may rest from the labors and their works to follow them. Now, we're not working to get to heaven. We go to heaven because of the work of someone else, Jesus Christ. But we work and labor for rewards. Rewards will be given out. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5.18, the labor is worthy of his reward. It says in 2 Timothy 3.10, if you don't work, you don't eat. That's pretty good motivation. So if you, most of us like to eat. 
And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, 8, every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. You want to have something when you get there? You know, the thing about it is everything we got here, we've got, to, we've got to leave behind. We've got to give up. That's why Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? If you had it all, you'd have to give it up. You'd have to say goodbye to it. Lay up treasures in heaven where it'll last forever. Book of Colossians chapter 3. And it's in here somewhere. Colossians chapter 3. And that would be page 1264, 1265, where I'm reading. Colossians 3. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Anything worth doing is worth doing right, isn't it? And uh, I was taught that when I was growing up, and I believe that. Give your best. If you're going to serve the Lord, serve Him with all your heart. Do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Do it for Jesus' sake. Then He says, Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. He that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect to persons. God said, I'm going to make it worthwhile one day. It's going to be great when we get home. Hebrews chapter, chapter 2 talks about the reward of the unbeliever. Page 1292, Hebrews 2 verse 1, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God judged the angels that sinned. Are we going to escape? There's no way of escape except through Jesus Christ. Heaven is a place of reunion. Heaven is a place of rejoicing. Heaven is a place of rest and it's a place of reward. A song I haven't heard sung in a, in a while, but I think it's a good song. Phrase in it says, it'll be worth every mile of the trip. I'd like to hear that uh, again. It'll be worth every mile of the trip God didn't say it was going to be easy. You know, that uh, there weren't going to be heartaches and sorrow along the way, but it'll be worth it all when we get home. And uh, this, uh, this world is not our home. Uh, we, we belong to another country. Let me share this poem with you. In childhood's day, our thoughts of heaven are pearly gates and streets of gold, and all so very far away. A place where portals may unfold to us some far off distant day. But in the gathering in the years when life is in the fading leaf, with eyes perchance bedimmed with tears, and hearts oft overwhelmed with grief, we look beyond the pearly gates, beyond the clouds of grief's dark night, to see a place where loved ones walk, where all is gladness and light. 
And overall, we see the face of him who will bring us to our own, not to a far-off distant place, for heaven is, after all, just home. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to going home. Just like those boys on that ship. Those girls. What a day that's going to be. Heaven is a place that Jesus is preparing for us. It's a home. An eternal home. Where we live with Him forever. You've heard the story, and I've told it many times, and others have told it. Teddy Roosevelt was a, a hunter. He loved to hunt and went to Africa on a great hunt. And when he came back home, of course, they had the band and had all the people there welcoming the President of the United States home. And there was a missionary on that ship who had spent many years on the mission field. Nobody is there to welcome him. And uh, he was kind of feeling sorry for himself. But the Lord spoke to his heart and says, you're not home yet. I'm not home yet, but I'm headed there. I'm headed that direction. <laughs> One day it's going to take place. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad Jesus made it possible for us to live in a better world. Just bow our heads, please.